Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. We're live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra. In Kumasi, we are on Love 99.5 FM. Affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, we are on ATL FM in Cape Coast, Gangai FM in Jirapa, we are on Dreams FM in Bogatanga. We're live on X Spaces, we're on Facebook, we're on myjoyonline.com. The Midday News, as always, is proudly sponsored by Petrol Soul, your clean fall in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. We are the only only water storage tank with a level indicator and where Dura Plus goes, water definitely flows. This afternoon, another night of darkness in parts of the country as fears about the return of doom so deepens. This time, we hear from business owners who say their businesses risk collapse with intermittent power cuts during the day as well. We lost a huge amount of money three consecutive times. Can we have to off all our gas and about five or uh, ten then to come back again? Then we wait and uh, then they off it, they off it again. We hear from the Deputy Energy Minister who assures that the power situation has been completely resolved and the rift between the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission and lecturers deeping over market premium adjustment. We'll hear from the CEO of the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission insisting that the topic is off the table. The market premium still remains off the table. That's what you're saying. But UTAG is fighting back, maintaining its demand for a review of its market premium. The market premium has been on the table. Mm. And in fact, when we went to the National Labor Commission, National Labor Commission instructed that it should be on the table. So it shouldn't come here and continue to say that uh, it has not been part of the negotiations. And we'll touch base with the NEIP and its tussle with a special prosecutor. The boss says he's unfazed, expressed optimism of winning parliamentary primaries despite his arrest by the OSP for allegedly using public funds to engage in vote buying. I am fine, folks. We are winning Asantia Chim Central primaries on January 27. We'll hear from the party shortly, but CDT Ghana is calling for the immediate prosecution of politicians and receivers involved in vote buying. I'm hoping that at least somebody gets jailed, not just the political actors who are sharing the money, but also the people who are receiving the money. And their sports. Calls begin to intensify for Asante Kotoko midfielder Richmond Lamte to start in Ghana's Afghan opener against Cape Verde. And much later, Fireless Cookathon may be over, but we'll recount stories about patrons who throng the venue with different goals, including the quest for love. I'm looking for a husband. If you can get some for me. Is it a military husband you want? An ordinary guy in the street? Very simple. Stay with me for details of that and more here on the Midday News. I am MFA Apau and this is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. And it's another night of darkness in parts of the country. And this time we're hearing from business owners who say their businesses risk collapse. That's the words of some of the business owners in the capital as they raise alarm over the impact of power outages and intermittent cuts on their work. Some communities in the capital were plunged into darkness Wednesday night, with others also experiencing power cuts during the day. The minority and experts say the government's failure to pay some key players in the energy sector, including the West Africa gas pipeline, company limited wapco has led to the erratic power cuts that we are experiencing currently my colleague kenneth jc visited some communities that experienced power outages yesterday and here's his report 
Parts of the girl and other parts of the country have been experiencing intermittent power outages in recent times. Sam gets calling for a timetable to prepare ahead of time. It's affected us a lot. We were having a job on our hand, which is supposed to be de- uh, delivered for this month's program. And for some time now, we stand without any. So when we had that job, it was a huge amount of money that we were supposed to do so that we can settle our debts and so on. But unfortunately, we started a job on the way the light went off. So we sat down thinking maybe some two hours, three hours time, the lights might come. But we waited to no avail. The light couldn't come. So the owner of the job also got uh, dis- depressed because there is pressure on him. The guy came for the whole job that day and sent it back to another place for it to be printed where they had these generators and so on. And we lost that day a huge amount of money. Three consecutive times. Can we have to off all our gadgets and about five or uh, ten then to come back again then we wait and uh, they, they off it they off it again so that is the problem we have it now see that you operate a cold store so yeah. how does it affect your business it affects very much because without light we cannot operate the cold store so it, 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 it's very 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 bad do you understand very very bad so we are appealing to the government to come in our aid to fix their doing so now the country too is hard so please we are begging please to the government to you know come to our aid please it's i destroy my machine my 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 machine that i used to play music it's, it's very bad when yeah it was affected but later on as it came we had um some mechanical fault um, I, I said mechanical fault electrical fault we have no indication yet as to when this intermittent power outages will come to an end for joy news i'm kenneth jesse now, Deputy Minority Leader and former Minister for Energy and Petroleum, Imano Amakofibua, says Ghana is grappling with a severe case of load shedding, commonly known as Jumso, and emphasizes the importance of state authorities releasing a load shedding timetable. Max Olababa uh, joins me in studio uh, with what more we're learning from that statement. What else is in there, Max? Well, he says numerous areas have been plunged into darkness due to the unavailability of gas to fuel thermal plants within the thermal enclave, which can be attributed to financial constraints. He says specifically, the Ghana National Petroleum Corporation is currently unable to fulfill its payment obligations to the West African Gas Pipeline, which is responsible for transporting gas from Takradi to Tema for power generation. It says compounding the situation is the absence of a load-shedding timetable, which hampers households and businesses from planning accordingly. It says the lack of transparency and communication regarding the power outage schedule only adds to the frustration and inconvenience experienced by the affected um, population. He says the Ghana Grid Company must, as a matter of urgency, come out with a load shedding timetable to allow households and businesses to plan better. Well, we've been hearing from the ranking member on the Mines and Energy Committee also yesterday, John Ginapo, mentioned that this is due to financial constraints, also calling for a doomsday timetable. Thankfully, we've been joined on the phone by the Deputy Minister of Energy, Andrew Ejapamesa. We are grateful for your time here on the Midday News. So, what is it? Is doomsday back or is doomsday CSC or doomsday? <laughs> uh, it, it, let me let me take it up to you know, listeners and viewers. It, it's interesting that our friend who presided over a four-year period of outages are now calling a situation where we have a day of outages doing so. Uh, and clearly, uh, we are not at that point. 
uh, what what I can say to you that is that indeed and in fact um, there's some obligation that GNPC owed to WAPCO uh, for which they made a demand sometime in December. Some payments were made uh, to WAPCO in December, uh, but of course they found it uh, insufficient. So they issued a threat that if we don't pay them by a certain date, which tend to coincide with the holidays, they were going to take it off, uh, which is the reverse flow services that they provide for moving gas from the west to the east. We engaged them whilst we worked with Ministry of Finance for them to make funds available to pay. Uh, or some delay. And so they pulled off the services uh, on Wednesday. Uh, yesterday, Ministry of Finance uh, made funds available uh, and so they restored the, the, the service. Okay, so to suggest that that intervening period where we're working internally to seek approvals to raise the funds to pay, for which then led to WAPCO pulling their services for a day, if you like, amounts to a doomsaw that you and I experienced the protracted power outage over a four-year period. Uh, is really stretching it. Well, Mr. Uh, Japamesa, let's let's get this clear, though, at least from the figures that we got, um, especially from the minority, for instance, is that we're owing about some 30 million. We paid 6 million, which the um, WAPCO says was not enough, due, uh, leading to that well, particular ma- shutdown. How much exactly okay. have we paid and how much are we owing WAPCO from your last well, check? Well, it was 19 million. Uh, 3 million was paid, uh, bringing the figure to 16. Uh, Ministry of Finance has made another 10 million payments. Uh, uh, so what would be outstanding really would be some 6 million. Of course, we having conversations with them on how that is paid. Okay. Uh, what we internally have put in place, you know, the cash waterfall mechanism that was rolled out to try and deal with the energy sector shortfalls and if you like, ensuring that every operator within the value chain gets paid. Uh, after operating for about three years, we realized that there were some de- deficiencies. So we revised it uh, and created a two-tier system where the independent power producers were placed in tier one and ECG makes monthly payments of approximately $43 million to them. Uh, so between... August and now, those monies have been paid consistently. And so ECG is current on those invoices. Okay. And there's an obligation, outstanding obligation, that the government of Ghana is negotiating with the IPPs to pay. So, and also there's a tier two, mm-hmm. which deals with the local SOEs and other players. WAPCO's payment was part of tier two. What we have agreed is to move it to. Uh, Tier one because it's foreign based entity, if you like, so that that then becomes part of the amount of money that is paid on a regular basis, and the rest is dealt with internally. Uh, some top ups from Ministry of Finance then goes in there okay. to ensure that all the players within the value chain are operating without any any hindrances or hiccups. The longer shot of it is that. Uh, the doomsday says, right, uh, should rest assured that. Uh, and you see, ever interestingly, uh, they are making the claim that Doomsaw 
that they are alleging today has come is because we have not paid some monies to the value chain actors. Okay. Well, if you promise that, really, we really, let me, let me come in, let me come in briefly. Really, we don't, we, we, we don't, it, it will get to one, that, one Mr. Japamesa, please. please. It will get to no. that. The ordinary person listening to you now wants to get the assurance because as I was coming to work this morning, my light was off, no explanation. What really is leading to the power cuts we are experiencing and when will it end? I've said to you that over the past few days, we had issues that has been resolved. Uh, as of 10 p.m. last night, all the power uh, plants in the east have been brought on on, on stream. Uh, and so, as far as I'm concerned, there are no shortfalls in generation. Okay. But a point that I was making, I can assure the, your cherished listeners and viewers, if you're on TV as well, that the issues have been resolved. Uh, of course, it's a sector that has many issues that continually will keep resolving to ensure that the power supply is stable. Well, we hope to experience uh, this resolution of the problem that you talk about. That's the Deputy Minister of Energy, Andrew Eja Pamesa. There's still on power, economist and former board chairman of GRI. Professor Stephen Adair is kicking against the newly introduced VAT on electricity, insisting it will worsen the plight of consumers and make businesses uncompetitive. It will increase the price of electricity and uh, there's no doubt at all it will be worse of you first focus on things that increases production and then that in turn will feed into your tax system you should be going after the billions of uncollected property taxes and people getting away creating things being exempted not even the more important ones these are where the the mines have millions of exemptions and these are the ones we should go rather than going after the uh, ordinary producer and consumer when it comes to electricity. Well, that's um, Professor Stephen Adair, the former board chairman of the Ghana Revenue Authority. We turn attention to some other stories now. And despite facing action from the Office of the Special Prosecutor, Kofio Fusunkansa, the chief executive of the National Entrepreneurship and Innovation Program, NEIP, remains unfazed. He rather expresses optimism about winning the upcoming NPP primary scheduled for later this month. The OSP conducted an unexpected audit of his office, leading to his arrest on allegations of using NEIP funds for his political campaigns and vote buying. Before we get to hear from him on this, though, let's review similar cases recorded in the NPP during the Orphan Constituency elections. At the just-ended NPP parliamentary primary in Orphan Constituencies, delegates were seen displaying cash purported to have come from some aspirants. And you got all this just today? Yeah, a bag full of cash. Some delegates refused to cast their vote if aspirants failed to induce them. No money, no vote. Some individuals captured in Joy News' report during the just-ended MPP primaries in orphan constituencies are being pursued by the OSP for engaging in acts of corruption and corruption-related offences. For Joy News, Nana Bwachidankwayadom, Kumasi. Well, we can hear from Mr. Nkansa, who is the latest to be arrested by the OSP, and this is what he had to say. Kofi Ofosun Kansa will not respond to the allegations on record, but rise on his social media handle, and I quote, I am fine, folks. We are winning Asante Achim Central Primaries on January 27. Afa.
We're going to hear from Director of Programs and Policies at the Centre for Democratic Development, Dr. Kojo Pumpunia-Sante. He's calling for the immediate prosecution of politicians and receivers involved in vote buying. I think if we don't stop this this behavior, we are continuously trying to delegitimize the democratic process. The parties are beginning to see the effects of that because when money becomes the ultimate you know, determinant of, of who represents uh, people in, in communities and so on and so forth. Uh, you, the essence of any party uh, will, will be completely lost. And then you cannot begin to talk about multi-party democracy. And we are seeing this continuous sort of, you know, uh, breakdown of, of that trust in, in our institutions and in our processes. When well, although this position held by Dr. Kojo Asante has been supported by Director of Legal Affairs of the NPP, NDC, and MPP as well, Edujita Maklo, um, who is with the NDCs, however, he believes uh, has, has the potential of undermining democracy. What possibly should be the case, and like uh, Dr. Kojo Asante make the point, that maybe a time will come where one buyer, one seller will be used as example so that will serve as deterrent to others. So they'll know that buying votes and selling your votes both are criminal offenses. We can hear from the Director of Elections of the NPP, Evans Nimako, on vote buying as well. For us as new patriotic parties, anytime we are conducting our internal elections, the, the alarm bells are rung and we sound strong warning to to, to, to parties involved. We, we don't welcome any such attitude. And we've always said that the law should be allowed to work. And so you should be reminded that when an MCU was nominated and he openly said that he had given money to people to vote for him, he is being dealt with by the OSC. And so we will not condone this exercise. You know that the law is against treating and we are very mindful of this, and we make sure that uh, candidates will respect the rules, the guidelines, and the laws of the state. That's Director of Elections of the NPP, Evans Nemako. This is your election headquarters. And it's proudly brought to you by Petrol Saw, your clean fuel in full quantity. That's your election headquarters. And I'll head to the voter region now. And the NDC, led by its flag bearer, John Dramani Mahama, has taken his building Ghana tour to the party stronghold voter region for the next two days. This is what he said when he entered the region. We're starting a two day tour of the voter region. And Sogakope is the first stop. should come and join us at the main program that we're going to have so that we can talk, share ideas, want to know what your problems are because we're going to write our manifesto and so want to know what your problems are so that we can put it in our manifesto so that when NDC wins in 2025, we will know what to do for you. Thank you very much. My colleague Nanayao Jima is with the team, joins us on the line. What more are we missing, Nanayao? A few moments ago, Dr. Congress completed the first assignment for the day. That is a meeting with stakeholders of the NDC in the Kusakope area. And here, according to the flag bearer of the NDC, there has never been a time that the people of Ghana have been so disappointed in government like now. And wherever he goes, according to him, 
Beko is that the NDC should win this um, form government to redeem the country. He's expectant that Ghanaians will help redeem the country by voting massively for the NDC come December 2024. Issues of um, hikes in electricity costs and also recent power outages were mentioned by the NDC flag bearer and he touted um, the party's achievement in this area under his tenure. And finally, he is calling on all members of the party to come together and vote massively to return the NDC to power to salvage the situation. That's my colleague Nanaya Ojima there taking us on a quick break here on the midday news. Uh, brought to you by Petro Soil, your clean fall in full quantity, also by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes. Where Duraplus goes, water always flows. We've been hearing from the Deputy Energy Minister assuring that the power situation has been completely resolved. We return from the break with sports and the rift between the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission. Um, it's been deepening as lecturers um, raise concerns over their market premium after their walkout yesterday. Today. We'll be hearing from the fair wages insisting that the topic is off the table. The market premium still remains off the table. That's what you're saying. For, for us, we could have said that it has never been part of your proposal and therefore we don't want to listen to it. And a cookathon by Phila may have been over, but we'll recount stories about patrons who throng the venue with different goals, including the quest for love when Jackie and Max joins me later. I'm looking for a husband. If you can get some for me. Is it a military husband you want? An ordinary guardian of the street? Very simple. When budgets are tight and money difficult to come by, you want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> petrol source. Clean fuel in full quantity. Thanks for staying with us here on the Midday News. Time for Sports Mubarak. Yep, thank you very much. Now the Black Stars are expected to hold their second training session in Abidjan later today in preparation for the Afghan opener against Cape Verde. The team has not been in the best of form in attack, scoring eight goals in ten matches under head coach Chris Hilton. Now the challenge has been attributed to the inadequacy of chances created by the midfielders. Dr. Nyaho Nyaho Tamaklu suggested Richmond Lamte as the solution. The, the latest foot Football figure to support the call is former Black Star striker Felix Awaji. I've watched Black Stars matches for so many times, like six, four matches. Services to the strikers are limited, and when you do that, the strikers cannot score. So I'm not, I'm not uh, wondering that the Black Stars are not banging the goals, even against uh, Namibia. So when you give Lamte that opportunity, he's going to spread the ball out. He's going to join attack and make goals for Naki Williams and and uh, all the strikers to score. So when the coach can give him the support, the confidence and start him, I know which Monante is going to excel for us. 
That's for Black Star Centre forward Felix Abuaji. Back to you, MFA. Thank you very much, Mubarak. Now, um, the rift between uh, the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission and the University Teachers Association of Ghana, UTAG, has intensified over its market premium adjustment for lecturers. Now, CEO of the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission, Benjamin Nafa, argues that the market premium was initially not part of their negotiations and that their team was ambushed with it. The discussion broke down, prompting a walkout by UTAG and TUTAG uh, from that meeting yesterday. However, Benjamin Nafa insists UTAG and TUTAG must return to the negotiation table. He spoke to my colleague Benjamin Akakbo on the AM show. What you are saying is you want them to come back to the drawing board, to the negotiating table, but the market premium still remains off the table. That's what you're saying. For, for us, we could have said that it has never been part of your proposal and therefore we don't want to listen to it. Are you, are you willing to consider it? Hello? Are you willing Hello. to consider it? Hello? When you say consider, it is not on this video that we consider or disconsider. <laughs> so please, let us not go there. That's Benjamin Arthur, the CEO of the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission. However, UTAG is insisting on the need for equitable compensation to retain talent and uphold academic excellence. Professor Mamadou Akudu um, leads UTAG. The market premium has been on the table. Hmm. And in fact, when we went to the National Labor Commission, National Labor Commission instructed that it should be on the table. Instructed, uh, instructed whom? Or instructed I'm, which I'm outfit? Mean, the we, Fair Wages and Salaries Commission? Yeah, because we have a list of items that were supposed to be negotiated. So for, uh, what National Labor Com- uh, Commission indicated that, okay, it should be part of the things that should be talked about. Because you cannot pick a list of marketing when you are talking about the whole document. So you shouldn't come here and continue to say that uh, it has not been part of the negotiations that will be. Because people went on strike because of that. Well, so that's um, President of um, UTAG, Professor Mamadou Akudugu, and that's something that we are looking um, looking out for in terms of that meeting between Fair Wages and also TUTAG and UTAG. Now, the ECOWAS Community Court of Justice says it is ready to adjudicate any election dispute that may arise before, during and after the general elections this year. West Africa has experienced a surge in unconstitutional changes and in government, resulting in criticism against a regional body such as ECOWAS Court for failing to act on its mandate of justice Delivery. Well, we can hear from Head of Legal Services and Research at the ECOWAS Court, Aprakun Ketia. So he told journalists that the regional body is ready to hear the grievances of any political grouping. You know, the court as an institution of ECOWAS actually is coordinated with the other institutions of ECOWAS by the Secretariat, that is the ECOWAS Commission. What I know is that there's early warnings committee that are sent into these countries to monitor um, infractions of our electoral, electoral laws and the rest. Once such infractions are flat, and then the people who are affected, let's say if a political party thinks that some of the doings of the certain government is not agreeing with, they can come to the court to remedy the situation. And we've done it several times in Cote d'Ivoire and other places. So the proactiveness of uh, the people who are concerned in the electoral matters will also help the courts in living up with these um, um, responsibilities. But of course, if a matter of that is brought before the court under the protocol for democracy and good governance, there are so many provisions that regulate the conduct of elections in member countries. And trust me, if they are brought before the court, we will try to make sure that respect is given to those provisions for the benefit of the citizens of the community. 
And there's more on that on myjawonline.com. And the moment we've all been waiting for is finally Max and Jackie are in the studio. Well, Chef Fyla, you may have finished cooking, uh, maybe hopefully securing a spot in the Guinness uh, World Book of Records. We're told someone else is cooking as well. But many people thronged to Tamale for various reasons. Yes, MFA. <laughs> so uh, surprisingly, we had people thronging in there to find life partners, uh, which a lot of people were finding it hard to believe. So <laughs> let's take a listen to that. I'm looking for a husband. This is a good place to find a big place to use to appeal to go for your husband. I don't have a husband. I'm looking for a husband. If you can get some for me. Is it a military husband you want? An ordinary guardian of the street? Very simple. And what are your uh, specifications? <laughs> oh, at least a man should be understandable. The man should know whom I am to pick me and I'll also accept him. Well, I, did you I, find I, the love? <laughs> but I think we should ask Lois that no, too. You, you know, you find love in strange places. I know a friend who found love in a gobe joint. I also nearly found love in a bangu. You nearly in a bangu queue. <laughs> in a bangu queue. Yeah, but MFA, apart from love, some people also had um, created business for themselves too. It make a lot of business here. People are all over making money. If you make yourself not to be lazy, you will get what you can get here. So you think it's um, her performance here is an avenue for people to make money? Yes, it's true. <laughs> well, business, love, everything. Happens. Yes, 